Hello, I'm Yanling. Hi everyone, I'm Jace. And welcome to the Freelance Creative Exchange, where every week we talk about the freelance economy or the gig economy. And today we're very happy to have invited Sarah <laughs> to join us today. So Sarah is actually uh, what we call a create, uh, character designer and a visual developer development artist. Maybe I'll let Sarah share a bit more about what she does uh, with regards to her character designing traits. Uh, so hi, my name is Sarah and I do literally what she said, I do character design for a living. And as you can see, I've got some of my little characters right here. And those um, are your original ones. Those are my right? original ones. Actually, this gun is the original colorway. So that's the first one I came up with okay. when I started the series. They're called Darumao, which is meant to be a play on words on a Daruma and the cat Mao. Oh. Yeah. So I'm very fond of them. I'm still working on them. And they are like my precious babies. So if you ever have one, please take care of them for me. <laughs> so for this, this are your passion project? Yes, that's my passion project. And you sell them as well? And right? I sell them on my online store, yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I do have limited releases, so it is best to keep an eye on my website, perhaps, if you're looking to get one for yourself. <laughs> so these are what you do on like your own time? Yes, that's my own time stuff. What are your, like, how do you earn a living? Basically? Oh. I try to earn a living with my own time stuff, of course, but failing which, there's always the commercial work, which is the stuff right. on this side. When I, I used to work at a toy company and we used to play with like Disney licenses, DreamWorks, Nickelodeon. So this is the stuff that survived when I was working with them. So of course, we've got Nikki here. Is this part of what a character designer does? Oh, for me specifically, mm. this is what I've chosen to do. As a character okay. designer, you could always go into film, animation, comics. I've chosen to go more into product and mm. merchandise. Is there a reason why you chose this, this route? I like to see my designs become physical objects. I like seeing people pay money for my objects. <laughs> it is quite satisfying to That's see that true. happen. It is very That's satisfying, true. especially when people come up to say, I really love that bag you did. I really mm. love the design. Um, will you be making more? Or uh, is there more in the series? I want to collect all of them. It's really nice to hear this from people. So in terms of character design, this being a, um, a um, what do you call it? A title, mm -hmm. you know. Mm. Is it very niche for people oh, to go into merchandising? I would say products? that in particular in Singapore, maybe it's quite niche. Mm. I, mean, I have spoken to fellow friends outside in other countries where they do similar kinds of work. And um, I would say that the ones who do on their own, there are quite a few who do this on their own, but mm. the ones who do this commercially, there aren't that many of them. Oh. I mean, Disney will have its own handful in charge of merchandise for their stuff and DreamWorks and Warner Brothers, but there aren't that many of them running oh, around. Okay. So how do you start out in this freelancing and this character design and this uh, visual development space? Well, you start off with, um, let's see, I suppose going to school is a good start. <laughs> getting your foundation, <laughs> getting your art foundation down, uh, learning how to draw, learning all your basics and all of that. And after that, it's really figuring out what you want to do because I did mm. not decide to be... Okay, I did want to become a character designer when mm. I started out, but I had no idea mm. how to become a character designer yeah. because mm. there is no true path becoming a character designer there are no actual courses right, but this. there's yeah. no I don't think there's a degree for character design I don't think Not that exists so yeah, it's a bit you. too niche for that sort of thing so I started out with animation 
and Nanyang Poly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I really like animation, but I'm really no good at animation, so <laughs> never mind. <laughs> we shall not talk about that. <laughs> then I tried illustration, I tried doing game art, I tried doing concept art, and along the way you get better and better mm. and you find out what you're actually good at and what you want to be doing. Mm. And I realized, okay, so I really kind of want to do characters still. Mm. And I'm just going to keep doing this until I hit something. Right. Mm. So sometimes hitting something means um, somebody sees your work online and says, hey, I really like your stuff. Can you do this, this, this? And I go, sure, let me look at the brief. I can do this, this, this. And then, you know, then slowly as you build your portfolio, your Behance and your portfolio website and everything, people start seeing that you've got a track record of doing this kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, suddenly you're a character designer. You had no idea how it happened, but now you're a character designer. <laughs> yeah, so was that how it happened? To yes, you? that's how it happened to me. I, I fell wow. into it. I kind of fell into it. Same with toys. I never actually went into toys thinking, yeah, yeah, I want to be a toy designer when mm. I grow up. No, no, no. It was a... Something more like a friend looked at my work and said, you know, you should really consider doing toys because mm. your designs look really toyable. I'm not even sure that's a real <laughs> word, but he said Apparently, yeah. Apparently, yeah, yeah right. Um, so he said, Yeah, I think your stuff would look really good as toys. So I said, you know, maybe I'll give it a shot because I've got uh, nothing to lose now mm. anyway. So I tried and I made my first toy. He's not here for some reason, but his name is Noodles the Panda. And it was my first <laughs> attempt at making a toy. And I would say it did okay considering mm. that I was a complete noob to the industry and I had never done this before um, I think I sold more than half of that particular run Ooh. which I thought eh, that's not too bad yeah. we can work with this so yeah. what's the process too I mean you mentioned that you you wasn't sure right? ah, okay. so how do you know that or where do I find the distribution outlet you know who do I work with okay, so in making a toy for my first toy what happened was that I'm friends with Mighty Jacks okay. and they do Mighty toys Jacks. So Jackson Al, so um, because he was from NYP, he happens to be my junior actually. So I spoke to him quite early on and said, "Hey man, I want to do toys. Mm, Can we discuss this? Can you help me out?" Mm. And he worked out a deal, and um, I gave them all my drawings, and they got a three D sculptor to do all the sculpts for me. And I would go through them and say, "Okay, this works. This doesn't Mm. work." Then they did a 3D print. And the moment I saw the 3D print, I was like, that's it. I know I want to do this. Because Mm. it's just, you know, seeing your own drawing come Mm. to life as a 3D item, it's just Mm. really empowering. And then, you know, so we went through the Pantone colors Mm. and packaging design. Mm. And when I finally got the actual product in my hand, it was really one of those moments of, I think Mm. I kind of really want to do this. (laughs) I mean, this was an expensive venture, but I kind of really want to do this anyway because it's very, it felt really fulfilling. So how many pieces do you have to order? Oh gosh, that particular one, 300 pieces. Oh, that's not many. It's not many, but you'd be surprised how hard it is to sell 300 pieces if nobody knows who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So how do you get around this? Oh, okay. So literally exposure, the dreaded word exposure. (laughs) Um, A lot of social media, a lot Mm. of Facebook, a lot of Instagram. Mm. Toy blogs are really vital. Mm. Got to help each other. Mm, So, you know, you let them know about your products. They help promote you. And if you can throw them some donations your way, it's good Mm. to do so. And of course, uh, showing up at toy conventions is always good, you know, because the people want to know who you are as an artist. Mm, So it's not just the toy. I mean, the toy is great, but who is the person behind the mm. toy? They would normally want to meet the maker. Right, right. Okay. And how do you decide on the price point then? Oh, well, price point is usually based on uh, manufacturing cost. Okay. And um, then 
I just do some math based yeah. on that and have to think of some way for me to gain some kind of profit after all this is said and done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All <laughs> yeah, your marketing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly. 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 So, so let's just say that the numbers look good, but my actual take home, it's a completely different story. <laughs> <laughs> but so, how long was it since the start of your career to you actually coming up with your very mm. first oh gosh. character okay, so I product? I got out of school in maybe 2008. Oh gosh, that was a while ago. And uh, my first okay? toy, yeah. I think, <laughs> I think my first toy was in um, 20, hmm, hang on, which year was that? 20, was it 2012? No, not 2012. 2014, maybe. Ah, okay. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, not, not that. 14, So yeah. with that amount of, do you think having worked before coming out with your own characters made a difference oh yes it made so much really? of a difference you kind of need to work for other people first mm. to get a hang of how businesses work in the first place I mean mm. hopefully you work for a good boss who knows what they're doing so you can learn something <laughs> otherwise you're left learning what not to do which mm. is also important yeah. mind you yeah. to learn yeah, not what not yeah, to do so um, but I would say it's good to especially if you want to freelance never mind the toys part mm. if you want to freelance you should work for other people first mm. yeah. so that you have a good idea of what it means dealing with clients deadlines yeah. you know working with people working mm. with unpleasant people <laughs> you know before you go and jump the whole thing and say you know, I don't want to work with people anymore I want to freelance because mm. I've tried jumping and going to freelance when I wasn't ready of course you don't know that you're not ready right but you yeah, gotta you try, to try so I tried and I realized no I'm not ready <laughs> <laughs> how in what sense though how did you know no clients it's very simple it's a very basic way to see okay. it no clients not enough um, income it's just not working out and then you realize yeah not enough experience gotta go find work again and uh, pick up more contacts how long does that take you to realize that you know now is the time that you I should get better at figuring this out as you get older <laughs> this is a thing that comes with age when I was younger I thought you know you can do anything I can yeah, do this I'm gonna freelance whoops I can't do this <laughs> <laughs> but um, as I got older, of course, the realization came better when I started. Well, I didn't start with toys. I started with um, STGCC, where I had my little tables there and I sold drawings and illustrations and stickers. And that's a pretty good way to gauge people's interests, whether they like your work in the first place. I mean, it's one thing for a person to like, like on Facebook. It's another yeah. thing for a person to throw money at you. Yeah. Throwing yeah. money is a great yeah. confirmation. <laughs> Okay, it lets you know, yeah, people are really willing to invest in your work yeah, and invest right. in you as an artist. Mm. So the moment that happened, I realized, okay, okay, we've got a start here. It's not a good mm. big start, but it's a start. Mm. We've got to build from here. So I started building, building, building until I wanted to go into the whole toy thing. And I went into the whole toy thing. It's not like the whole toy thing did really well for me. I wasn't exactly yeah. earning great money mm. either. And I had to go back and find full-time work again. Okay. But where I found full-time work was with a toy company, which was a great place to learn even more about my chosen profession. Yeah. So unfortunately, that company didn't do so well. And I went off to find my own stuff. So I'm back here doing toys again. But now I'm freelancing. And uh, so far, it's been working okay. Let's hope yeah. it stays there. I don't have to go back and find another full-time job. <laughs> so, would you say that the market is still very niche, especially for toy designers? I mean, where do you reach out to your potential customers or audiences who will pay you well, to buy your products? Well, let's see. If I'm looking for fans, I need okay. to travel out. So, conventions, right. mm-hmm. um, Facebook interest groups, I'm sure. Social mm. uh, Instagram is really great for this. There are so mm. many collectors on Instagram. Yeah. 
Um, but commercially, that's a little bit trickier because mm. that would mean I need to reach out to big companies like Disney and DreamWorks mm. and Warner Brothers and mm. basically companies that have good licensing rights and good characters for you mm-hmm. to play with. Right. You know, like Hasbro has My Little Pony mm. and, you know, all these are fun things, of course, mm. to play with and they can afford to pay me. So <laughs> that's also, that's another great part. That's a very important thing That's a very important well. thing, yes. <laughs> so in your last 10 years, you know, between full-time freelancing, full-time freelancing, so what is the one thing that you actually realize that will actually help you make more money? Um, versatility. I mm. think versatility is important for this kind of work because... Mm. Uh, well, for me, versatility is important because I get bored. Mm. If I stick to any one particular look for too long, I get really bored. Mm. So giving me a variety of projects helps keep me going. Mm. Yeah. And um, versatility here also important because let's say you've got projects across Nickelodeon, Sanrio, and Disney. These three have very different styles. Yeah. You need to be able to match up all of them at the same time because right. if you've got projects running all at the same time, yeah, you better be able to match all of them at all yeah. the same time. You don't really have time to go, uh, can you give me some time to learn the styles? Like, no, you kind of have to learn yeah, right, now, right on, now, on the go, on, yeah. the, on the spot. So, yeah, that, that part's important. The ability to keep up with that, that's important. That is true. That one I also believe is, it's uh, very important, not only maybe as a character designer, across, across the board in general. Yes, yeah. yes. Especially if you're working for clients. Being able to adapt is important. Yeah. But also learning to recognize if you can't pull it off is also important. What mm-hmm. you don't want to do is overpromise yeah. either. That's yeah. true. You gotta learn how to recognize no, actually I'm out of my depth here. I need to pull back. I'm so sorry, but I actually can't do this. You're gonna be honest with them too about this. Has it ever happened? Uh, So far, no. Thankfully, not with character design. Maybe with other design-related work. Because I'm not very good with, like, say, brochure design. Mm. And I'm like, they give me some of this stuff to look at, and I'm like, oh no, 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 thank you. Uh, so there is yeah yeah there is stuff of course that I'm not very good at or stuff that I don't really enjoy doing Mm. so I will look at it and if I can still pull it off Mm. I will attempt to pull it off but something that's really beyond me I'm like "Mm, you should find someone else who's actually really good at this and that's not me sorry so how often do you have to turn away jobs like this Um, does it it come actually because of what I do now because of my portfolio I hardly get clients who ask about this now thankfully so my clients are much more streamlined Mm, when they come to me they have seen basically the work already mm. and you go we've seen your work on here 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 mm. we'd like you to do this and this and I'm like okay that makes sense very good mm, let's yeah. talk more <laughs> so I'm curious what kind of clients come to you um hmm, let's see yeah. well other than the big clients um I do get clients where I work with uh, mascot design mm. okay I do get clients that want to ask about paper toy design paper toy yeah paper toy so I should have brought those I didn't bring those but yeah 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 <laughs> Because uh, the easiest, you see, the easiest way to prototype at home is through paper. Right. Yeah. yeah? Because you just true. cut and fold, cut and fold until you figure it out, and you just keep yeah. prototyping till you get the actual design that you want. Yeah. Then you can draw it out in Photoshop and add colors and all that. Yay, paper yeah. toys! Like the yeah. fastest, cheapest toy you can design for yourself. And I also did, in a way, start out with paper toys. Oh. because they're easy to prototype they're so easy to prototype and yeah. there are many examples online that you can use as reference to figure out um, let's say there's a shape you want to do but you're not quite sure how it works yeah. you can find something online similar and then you engineer it yourself to make it work for you ah, and okay, then you just okay. colour it in and there you go that's your yeah. toy <laughs> yeah. okay I never really thought of paper as toys uh, no 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 yeah. it's the poor person's <laughs> yeah. toy actually. Wait, when you're younger don't you play with paper dolls 
Yeah, you know, but those never toys really click la, paper. You know? <laughs> but that's like a 2D. That's a 2D. It's 2D. Yeah, no, 2D, no, no, no. Yeah. The idea with the with the paper toys is to make a 3D object 3D, yeah, that yeah, you can, you know, play with yeah. and all that. Japanese yes. origami kind oh, yeah, of yeah, yeah, concept. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's right. But now it's quite popular, especially those you use paper to build, like uh, the London Big Claw. You know, oh, yes, oh, yes, 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 yes. They, yes. they actually, you know, help you to, I mean, it's supposed to help you to, you know, ignite yeah. your creativity. Would, is that something that you would do though? That's no, no, no. That's a bit that is not so, not so yeah. much not for so the much paper toy yeah. range. Yeah. Because most yeah. of the... Because okay, I like to collect the books that have templates for these mm. things. Oh. So most of them are usually monsters or aliens mm. or fantasy creatures. Mm. Uh, <laughs> you, have to, you have to find it. It's only if you're interested you would know that they exist. But can you find it in Singapore or you actually um, have to find it on Amazon? Actually, if I'm not wrong, I cannot remember how long ago this was. Whether this mm. book I got it in Borders was still around, you see. Oh, it was that long ago. Okay, it's possible yeah. it was that long ago. Yeah. But just review your age. Oh no! <laughs> but yeah, I've never used any of the templates because they're too precious to me. Right, I just use right. them as a guide to understand. Oh, so for yeah. this kind of shape, I should use this kind of similar yeah. pattern. But yeah. I have to modify it to make it mine. Yeah. So know? it seems like actually it's very important that you keep on learning and keep on you know looking for new skills. Yeah, learning learning along the this. job is part of this. Right. Uh, constantly keeping yourself updated is part of this. So I'm always um, going through uh, social media. I'm looking through other. Friends' toys, mm. other makers. Mm. I'm looking at what the toy blogs are talking about, mm. and in particular, I keep an eye on what Disney is doing mm. because they seem mm. to be leading on a mm. lot of things, especially mm. uh, in terms of experiential design. Yeah. And in the LA stores, they've got merchandise unique to them. The Florida one mm. has unique to them, and it's just so much fun to see what they can come up with. So, it's so much fun to look at all this. Do you actually? like deliberately have such um, you know how people have like cafe hops and everything and you just go to like toy store hop I do I do I do, I do. <laughs> so when I was I was recently in Tokyo um, I was actually there for Wonderfest going to look at all these toys and prototypes and model kits and to be honest it was overwhelming I do not recommend this for noobs because I was exhausted halfway through I collapsed and just sat down somewhere because I couldn't do it anymore but I saw so many things and it was mm. utterly mind-blowing and there weren't enough photos I could take of mm. all the things I was looking at. But that aside, I mean, every time I was wandering around the different districts, I'd be like, oh, this used to be a toy store around here. I'll just pop in and have a look. Oh, oh no, I bought something. <laughs> that's like that's like a kid's dream. Right? It is, it is. It? It is, it is. Uh, yeah, to, that's my job, to go around toy stores looking at to toys, buy. Exactly. Yeah. It's not even maybe just buying. I just like to examine what's trending now, yeah. what are people making, and what do people think will sell now. So it seems to be fairly well-traveled in that sense, right? Um, um, yes. So is that something that you actually encourage your freelancers to do as well in I the sense like opening their horizons? I would entirely like encourage them to travel as much as their budget allows them mm. to travel mm. because you do need to see what's going on outside to be able to make, in my opinion anyway, to make a difference. I think mm. you should see what's going on outside. If you're stuck mm. here... It's true, we do get a lot of international product, mm. but it's still different because, mm. um, well, I guess it's also partly the culture here and the mindset, but <laughs> you just see more when you go outside mm. where the rules are more easily broken. You see a lot more things. Like for me personally, what changed a lot for me was when I went to um, LA. Mm. I went to CTN, which is I think the Creative Talent Network and mm. that's in LA. It's Burbank. It's in Burbank. Right. And I was, well, how old was I? Maybe I was only 23 or 24. Mm. And I was still in the whole, yeah, I would like to work with animation, mm. not as an animator, but with animation. 
and I attended the convention and there were so many artists selling their stuff. Oh. I'm like, oh my god, there's so much personal artwork for sale and it's right. so different because they don't really do fan art. You see a lot of fan art here. Yeah. You see a lot of anime stuff here. Yeah. They were doing really their own thing. Their yeah. own comics, their own books, their mm. own artwork and it was really refreshing. Mm. And I came back with that mindset and I found out that that mindset doesn't work in Singapore. <laughs> Whoops. You try on something? I did! Yeah. <laughs> was it the noodle? No, not necessarily. No, it was the way I approached doing conventions in Singapore. I approached mm. it with a foreign mindset. Okay. And as it turns out, um, I did do okay for that convention, but I also mm. realized people like comfort zones here. They mm, tend to true. like their fan mm. art here. When you try to do original art, you can try. No one's saying you can't mm, try. Yeah. Just saying that your mileage may vary. But do you think that that is what is holding the Singapore illustrator? you know, back a bit by just, um, you know, so-called, for lack of a better word, right, doing what other has been done but have not been attempting on a very original IP. That's why we don't see, you know, original things coming out from Singapore. Okay, no, there are original things coming out of mm. Singapore, just not on a large scale. Mm. Because I do also attend this other uh, illustration show mm. held by OIC. Mm. and mm. they have their little show over in, uh, where is it, LaSalle on the Green. Mm. And... Gosh, so much original work. Right. So much original right. work. Right. You know, the Illustrator Art Fest, so much original work there. So many great illustrators. And suddenly you realise, hey, Singaporeans are actually quite a few artists here. Huh? <laughs> yeah. And they are doing really well, actually. They've got mm. great work going on. They are doing this as a side thing, but their full-time gig, they are artists. Mm. You just don't really hear about them because they're quietly keeping their heads down or they're busy earning a living like me. Yeah. <laughs> So, no, I would say the original art side, they do exist. Mm. They're just not very loud about it mm. sometimes. But they're mm. there, quietly. But do you think that should be more to actually help them to promote it so that more people know? Mm. know yeah, what do you think tree? can be done about it? Oh, yeah. Well, well, um, I suppose we do our usual social media things and yeah. all that. But there's only so much you can do also because mm. it's a culture. You can't just change the culture. Yeah, it's also who's buying it, right? It's also who's buying, right? If you're just trying the to people, keep to win, within no, your No, but that's circle. the thing. The people yeah. who come to our shows are serious about buying. Mm. Unlike SDGCC where they go to browse, yeah. the people who come to this particular show are pretty serious about spending some money on us. Mm. You know, they're not just, you know, okay, kids, you look at the nice work with auntie, you know. Yeah. Okay, time to go home. No, ours are people like, I want to buy this, I want to buy this. So it's nice. It's slightly different. So what kind of profiles are these people? I'm so quite... Weird. We're all weird people. <laughs> you have to be a little bit weird to survive in these yeah. industries. They're all a little bit weird. All the artwork they do is a little bit weird. But the buyers, the buyers... The buyers, are, I, the buyers are interesting because some of my buyers have been elderly aunties. Really? Oh, you just wonder. It's like, what do you see in the work? But okay, auntie, it's great that you love my work. You know, <laughs> just let me. Like, yeah, yeah, I'll just take the money. First. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> here's here's the object that you like, auntie. Yeah. But yes. So how big is your fan club now? Oh gosh, I I um hmm, I guess it's growing. It's a growing okay. fan club. Okay. Um, I noticed that I have more fans in the UK and in the US for some reason. Okay. And this is based on uh, Google Analytics of because course. I've been tracking yeah. all that. But I do have some very loyal Singaporean fans. Thank you, all of you. <laughs> the only thing is that sometimes when I'm overwhelmed at the convention, I can't recognize everyone. Right. I'm so sorry. Yeah. There are just too many faces and then something, my recognition just breaks and I'm like, who are you? I think I know no, you. Everyone is the same. Yeah, everyone right? looks the same. I know, I know. And I'm like, I should know you, but I'm so sorry I forgot. But, so... Do they buy as well, those those um, fans from overseas? They do, buying? they do, they oh. do. I actually have a fan in Ireland, of all places, mm. who usually buys one of each of my new releases. Oh, yeah. So it's quite, it's very flattering, but at the same time, it's like, hmm, Ireland, okay, cool, cool. <laughs> like, why? Yeah, like, like uh, yeah, who, who are you? Who are you? <laughs> 
<laughs> but at the same time, thank you so much for supporting my work. Yeah. You know. So how long do you see yourself doing this? Or you know, where do you see yourself in the next five years? Oh gosh. Well, I want to keep doing this because I like the freedom of uh, movement. Mm-hmm. I, as I realized, I really don't like being stuck in a physical location nine to five. Yeah, I do like being able to decide where I want to work and for how long I'm going to work. Yeah. So some people say it's like, oh, that means you don't want to work long hours. And I say, no, 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 I'm willing to work long hours. I'll work three, three in the morning, but I'll do it in the comfort of my room. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Like, at least I can change into my and pajamas. And I can roll into bed when I'm done. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> but do you see yourself making more of your own merchandise? I would love to be making more of my own merchandise. Mm-hmm. I would love to also work on merchandise for big companies. Yeah, so which do you think is better? Huh, like, which one, which one do you... No, because <laughs> I'm very curious. As... Because as, I grew up wanting to become an artist or so. Mm-hmm. Same. I'm not... I'm terrible at it. Okay. You know, but... <laughs> the the ambition you know the dream was always to work for one of these big companies you know Disney oh like, the dream you know, yeah <laughs> I'll be designing characters for them and ah. then I'll be inside one of their range and everything but at the same time like you said there's this own thrill of coming up with your own character and hmm. owning it completely hmm. So which one do you I want prefer? to own my stuff hmm. I feel a greater sense of fulfillment owning hmm. my stuff but at the same time, I mean, this is the part with the balance thing. Yep. Mm. If you can own your stuff and make lots of money from that, that's mm. all the better to you. Power to you, honestly, really. But most of us, we need to balance it out. We need yeah. some kind of commercial work along the way. Yep. Yeah. I mean, true. and do I honestly want to go all the way with my own stuff? Yes. But I will probably miss an aspect of the commercial work mm. as well. Mm. Because mm. that's also fun. That's There's true. an aspect of fun to that as yeah, well, you know. Yeah. It's like they say, "Hey, we're going to work on the latest Star Wars film." We are, you know. That's it's a, that's fun. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like new Disney film. We're going to work on it. We are. Yeah, it's all fun. So in the sense, it's like that that fangirl coming. Yes, out. yes, it's a little bit of the fangirlness oh, yeah. coming out, or even like uh, I, I, it's a project I was going to work on with Blizzard actually uh-huh. when I was with the toy company. It didn't go through, but I did do some designs. But gosh, that was exciting. I was working mm. with I think Overwatch. I was like, oh, this is great. I get to work with Overwatch design. This is cool. So, you know, that's always fun. Mm. So, I do I do enjoy those moments of, oh, this is really fun. It's yeah. not my personal work, but this is really fun. <laughs> but it seems like a lot of things, you know, um, as an illustrator, we always thought that, oh, you know, as a character designers and things like that, it always seems to be working alone. But is that true? That you're um, always working alone? I work alone at home. Mm. But collaboratively, uh, well, I, I do have to email people. Mm. I do have to go for meetings. So that part, not really mm. alone. That mm. part is really not very alone. Mm. I mean, um, I'm very comfortable working in isolation. Partly yeah. because when, even when I work outside for other people, I would find a corner of the right. office. I personally like working um, quietly alone mm. in my own little corner away from distractions. Like, if I'm going to be distracted, I'll allow the YouTube distractions. That's me. on. That's on me. <laughs> but I don't like other people barging in on me saying, hey, we have to go for a meeting now. And I'm like, please, please. I'm in the middle of thinking. Yeah. Please do not come in and talk to me. I'm trying to solve this. Right, so, right. so what's your process as a character designer? Like, when you receive a brief... Mm. What does it usually say? Like, I need this for a convention. I need this for... Oh, okay. It really depends. Usually it's, Hi, I saw your work on Mm. such and such a place. We really Mm. like it. Mm. We would like you to um, work on this project with us. Uh, Mm. Here's the thing. 
we wanted for this particular thing <laughs> and many many things sometimes okay but uh, because sometimes it's NDA no? but usually yeah, 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 it's yeah. like uh, they'll give me some parameters to follow and sometimes I need to ask follow up questions to narrow it down okay and then I will normally uh, give a suggested quotation mm. based on what I've heard so far mm-hmm. and uh, if they agree then great let's start with some uh, preliminary designs mm-hmm. and then we'll go along the way Um, I guess it varies from client to client. Sometimes I do take 50% up front mm-hmm. and the rest later. Okay. Sometimes I take everything later. Yeah. But it depends on the trust level, of course, yeah, of my clients right. and yeah. the way uh, they also choose to pay me. Yeah. So one thing that is always at the mind of our freelancers, mm. right, when, especially when they receive the first brief, mm. is then how do you price yourself? Oh so gosh! Can you remember how you actually price yourself? When oh you gosh! It's a lot of brief. trial and error. A lot of it is trial and error. Oh my gosh! You're always thinking: Am I pricing myself too high? Is it too low? Yeah. How many hours is this actually going to take me? Um, and then sometimes when you actually start doing the work, you go, "This is actually much harder than I thought. I should yeah. charge more." What was yeah. I thinking? <laughs> that's that's right. I think that's usually what happens. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. But I would say that over time, I have gotten better at having uh, an idea of how long it takes for me to come up with mm. something and um, how much effort it may actually take. But sometimes I also want to tell people: just because it didn't take me very long to do this, doesn't mean it was worth less. Yes, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah, that's right. you know, yeah. I solved your problem faster. Can you just pay me the amount that I? So after a while, for? you know, it's also like. Your client won't be able to find your skills anywhere else. I And would like to keep it that way. Yeah. I would like to keep it that way. I would like to offer a unique skill set and yeah. point of view that cannot be offered mm. by too many other people. I'm sure there must be other yeah. people. It's not possible, but mm. too many other people. And hopefully, I become their preferred artist to go to mm. for this kind of work. Because sometimes mm. it's also how well you can. I wouldn't say read their minds, but it's how well you understand what they want, like. Within like a 15 minute Which is kind of trip Can be tricky yeah. <laughs> You'll find out Two weeks later Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Because you know It's one thing to be a, des- a good designer But you know Even a good designer You don't necessarily You can't necessarily Hit what they want Also mm. Because Sometimes what they want Is a, is a nuanced feeling Or whatever And you're, dra- you're drawing And you're drawing But you can't seem to Hit that feeling yeah. It's not your fault That feeling is a hard one Yeah <laughs> That's so how do you hmm. try to overcome situations like this or challenges oh, like this gosh, if well, you really, you know, mm-hmm. really have a mental block? I mean, uh, have you ever ever So far, sometimes before? there are times when the design doesn't seem to be going anywhere and then you have to ask more questions really mm-hmm. in relation to what you're doing. Like, mm-hmm. um, like, do you want this cute and friendly? Who's, mm-hmm. the, who's the audience basically, you mm-hmm. know? And what do you want to do with this design? Are you planning mm-hmm. to make merchandise or is this just a standalone design? I mean, right. where do you want to go with this? Yeah. So the more information they give me, the easier it is for me to kind of come up with a, with a solution for them and think about a long-term plan for them. Right. Like yeah. if, say, they want a character and it's a mascot and they want to go to merchandise, then we talk about, okay, so we talk about merchandise, uh, T-shirts, mm. you know, do you want to do enamel pins? Mm. I mean, what do you want to do? Because now this will determine how... You know how easy this design is going to look right. because we need yeah, you know something. Well, that's the thing. If it's going to be merchandise, you can't have something too complicated. Yeah, yeah. You know, you want it to be eye catching. You want yeah. it to be uh, appealing. Appealing yeah. is the one that's a bit tricky because mm. uh, yeah, appealing it can be hard to teach sometimes. Mm. What is appealing? Yeah, mm. that's true. And uh, if you want to turn into plush, well, it's got to be appealing, right? You can't have this yeah. ugly thing yeah. as a plush. That's so yes. many factors to think about, and hopefully along the way we reach an agreement as to what is appealing for mm. both of us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. 
So what do you think about the future of freelancing for character designer in Singapore? Mm, well, I still say it's tricky because it's, mm. a, it's a niche place to be in. Mm. Um, sure, there are big companies that do hire character designers mm. like uh, like the previous companies I've mentioned. The only mm. thing is you're competing uh, on a global scale. You're not yeah. talking about Singapore anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So now you've got to be fighting with everyone else for these jobs. And uh, the consolation, I guess, is that even if you don't get the big jobs with the major companies, there are many other smaller places you can go to. Um, startups for all the nonsense that comes with the startups sometimes um, there are a lot of benefits sometimes to working with them because mm. it's a fresh slate so you get to in a way art direct certain things that yeah. are completely new mm. you have a lot, you know, more, you have a lot more autonomy you get to say more and you get to make more decisions artistically do you think those are actually harder the fact that um, guidelines are the guidelines easy to follow mm. basically yes yeah. and no I mean, okay, so I don't like rules very much, yeah. but guidelines sometimes mm. really help narrow things down. Because, you know, sometimes if you are completely without rules, you just, ooh, mm. yeah. and goodness knows where you end up. You know, yeah. So the guidelines sometimes are good for keeping you grounded and letting you know you got to keep within these regulations. But within this section, ooh, okay, off you go, you know. <laughs> I guess yeah. it's also because they have a brand. They, the brand thing, they have to yeah. keep it as it is. Yeah. You cannot alter that. Nose is yeah. off by one bit. They know. Yeah. They know. <laughs> no, it's true. They know. I've, I've done this with them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You just right. try putting it like two pixels. No, because sometimes left. you just put it in and to you it looks correct. But mm. when they when you send it to them, they will go, actually, no, it is two pixels off. And you're like, oh, okay, okay, sorry about that. I'll, I'll fix that for you. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for all the sharing. Oh, yeah, you're we welcome. just have one last question question for oh you which is a question that we ask all our guests uh-huh. to the podcast is that if you could give one piece of advice to your younger self what would that be um i guess work hard don't worry so much and please get enough sleep you used to think you could go without sleep but that was all a lie you actually need to get some sleep but don't you think that it was the lack of the sleep where you were working a bit harder you know you're trying things out that got mm, you to where you not were. necessarily one mm. must also learn to work um, well you know that's you can't true, produce yeah. good stuff when you're exhausted yes, that's yeah. true I mean, yeah exactly that's the thing yeah. that's the thing you know it's like at some point you gotta realize it's 3am it's not mm. working I need mm. to sleep I'll try yes. again tomorrow morning mm. and allowing yourself to do that because mm. you know sometimes as young ones we beat ourselves up oh I'm not hard working enough my mm. friend slept at 5 in the morning <laughs> It's like better than me, and I'm like, no, no, that's not how you gauge better. Just because your friend slept at five in the morning does not make your friend better. That's not how any of this works, okay? Isn't that weird? Like, how you know, when we were younger, as, as kids, we would go, like, hey, I slept at five thirty. That's nothing, I slept at six. You know, that bullshit. I'm like, excuse me, this is unacceptable. I clap for you. <laughs> I guess another thing that was important for younger me, I should probably go and exercise more. Mm. Most artists think, ah, I'm just an artist. I don't need to exercise. No, you need to exercise. <laughs> you need some of the sun. You need to go and stretch. You need to go and yeah. walk because yeah. uh, this is, if you're in this for the long run, yeah. Yeah. You should keep yourself fit. You should eat well. You should sleep yeah. well mm. and take, take care, care of, of your yourself. Body, because too many friends have carpal tunnel, mm. and that's no fun. And that's not so much from lack of exercise, but that's from a lack of you know. You gotta, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. drawing for too many hours. Right. I mean, they say oh, that's dedication. I'm like, no, that's carpal tunnel. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's how musicians have their. Their careers so I'm not, destroyed. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not saying you don't practice your eight hours. I'm saying you need to take a break in between that. You're going to ruin something yeah, if you keep yeah. doing that. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. These are the potential hazards exactly, that exactly. Yeah. 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 Y
Yeah. But you know, when you're young, you think it doesn't matter. I'm invincible. Yep. I'm like, oh, yep, I'm invincible. Fine. Oh, the pain. Oh, yes. That's actually something breaking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Thank you so much. Oh, you're yeah, welcome. there's so many other questions. Yes. I'm sure that a lot of people want to ask. Uh, well, where can we find your work, by the way? Oh gosh, I'm online. You? I'm online. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Oh no, how do I do this? Because I'm online. <laughs> This is what YouTube is for. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll put up the link to find me somewhere yes, up here yeah. at some point. <laughs> right, okay. All right. Um, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Freelance Creative Exchange. If you have enjoyed this episode, do click on the like button and give us a comment below. Uh, you know, you can ask us or Sarah any questions mm. and you can also find the links to her profiles and her online shop there as well. Subscribe and hit the bell so you won't miss out on our next episode. Till then, see you. Bye. Bye.